I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member of MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? All right, so I found this new oh. cereal the other day. And one, I've cut out, this is kind of depressing, I've cut out like sugar cereal. So really cereal in general. I haven't eaten cereal in a couple months now. And uh, I, I love cereal. It's one, one of my hardest things to do. It goes hard on the cereal. But I, I still go through the cereal aisle, and I know it's kind of like torture at the grocery. It's even very weird I'm, to I'm, me I'm that we have a cereal anything. aisle in, in, in the grocery stores. It's just like straight, just straight There's up. There's nothing weird about that. It's awesome. Reach out. Reach out if you're from, some, from so somewhere else, out. which I have not been to many grocery stores in many other countries. Let us know if you're from somewhere else besides the United States. Do you have an aisle in your grocery store that's just legit all cereal? That's what I would like to know. It's just cereal. Tweet me at Nick Van Exit. You can tweet me. If, in, include if, Isaac. If not, let's figure out a way to make it happen. Um. Anyway, I was I was going through the cereal aisle, torturing myself, looking at all of these cereals that I like, and I came across one. Sour Patch yep. Kids nope. cereal. Nope, we'll never. There are so many weird cereals now. What on earth? What? What is? Who approves that? Like what? At some point, there are a, a group of people who sat down and say, you know what? I think that would be a good idea. And I'm pretty convinced that's the same group of people who might think Trey Young has a shot at rookie of the year. Not only do they have to approve the idea, then there's a group of artists that has to work on the box. And then there's a group of people that have to work on, on making the cereal, like actually constructing it and, and making it like yes. in, probably in a lab, not like a kitchen, like in a lab, they probably had to create it. Yes. It's disgusting. There's also Pop-Tart cereal now. Okay. So. Which is weird. Yes. Pop-Tart cereal. So I no, actually you bought a not. box. And <laughs> I used it for something oh, okay. at that retreat thing over the weekend. It was a problem. And uh, was- I made some kids, I made some kids eat it. <laughs> I made some kids eat it, and uh, I yeah, I did uh, kind of taste it, and it was actually sour. Was I thought it was going to be one of those things oh where it like kind of hinted at the sourness. It was sour. I'm like, who would eat that? So I normally at this point I would say tweet at tweet at us if you like that cereal, but I don't even <laughs> kind of want to know you if you like that cereal. I don't I don't really care. So uh, just leave, leave that alone. Did you know that all the cartoons on the boxes of cereal they're all looking down because they're supposed to be looking at kids. You're supposed to get the kids' no, attention. No, I didn't yeah. know that. You look at all the all the little series. It looks like they're looking down at the cereal, but they're it's a marketing ploy to make them look down at because children will look at them, you know. Huh. And That's and a little cool. creepy. At the all right, same well, there's time. your cereal one on one. Also, tweet us what your favorite cereal is. <laughs> oh my gosh! Now cereal? you're just opening the floodgates now. I mean, I love That's fruity pebbles. I did have somebody ask me the other day. One of my close friends asked me. Uh, what is honey smacks? And I'm like, whoa. Colin, I feel I like I've always seen smacks. the frog, but I've never eaten the cereal. Oh no, it's, it's such a good I used cereal. to love Pops. That was my thing. Pops, Pops is solid. They had this commercial that was cereal. like a wrap. 
and it was just this it was like a it was like making fun of like gangster rap videos and he was like pop sweet thing goes bling like my ring that sweet puff crunch goes tight like my limousine <laughs> i never forgot that line it always stuck with me <laughs> it obviously did every time i see you. pops i think about that commercial <laughs> and that line goes tight like my limousine <laughs> oh man that's right, there's a serial, serial update. There you go. Me. That's Locked On Mavericks, guys. Thanks so much for joining. <laughs> All right. On the podcast yeah, today, we out. will be discussing the tank standings, obviously. We will be discussing the Mavericks' loss to the Sacramento Kings. We will discuss a couple of, of things in the news. Some newsy things came up today that I didn't even tell Isaac about that I'm going to bring up. And then... Um, and then, oh no that's always a danger then, dangerous uh, zone we'll do right a tank there. simulation this has been this is a fun thing we did yesterday i enjoyed it and so we will do it again today and uh yeah all right so the mavericks right now with the loss to the sacramento kings they're now 29 and 45 they're still sixth in the tank standings they are two and a half games behind in the tank standings the atlanta hawks who just beat the uh beat the pelicans on the road um man the hawks have won three in a row all of a sudden it's a it's a it's a series isaac they're close all of a sudden okay i was gonna okay here's i've been preaching all along that there were no, there was no possible way dallas would lose more games than atlanta and that six would be the lowest they would ever go i could be wrong and i i <laughs> in this situation because i didn't i didn't think they would ever get this close to them and it looks like Lloyd Pierce and our, and our guy Melvin Hunt and the, um, that they are they are uh, letting them just play over there in Atlanta and let them do their thing. And they've obviously won three in a row. And Dallas keeps losing, so it's interesting. It'll be interesting how these last. I think Dallas has eight games left. I think Atlanta has seven games left, and kind of how that shakes out will be kind of weird to track. Ooh, Dante DiVincenzo out for the rest of the season with a bilateral heel burstus. Bursitis. Sorry. Wow. Burstus. He he hasn't had the impact I thought he would this year for Milwaukee. He, he was not the best NBA anyway. player on his team so far, on his college team. Yes. Man, Jalen oh Brunson is so good. So oh, my gosh. Um, so back to the, anyway. to the tank standings. The Mavericks are also one game away from ninth place right now in the tank standings. They are just one game ahead of the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, Memphis Grizzlies, and the Washington Wizards. So it's pretty wild. So what you're telling me is a little winning a, streak. A winning a couple streak. Games one game. Put them at ninth. <laughs> Take them all the way. Man, it, it's so tight right now. It's just so incredibly tight. Every single game matters, and uh, you don't want to be rooting for losses, but all of a sudden, at, during this Kings game, I was like, man, are they going to win this game? Are they going to ruin this? Because <laughs> if you go from, okay, so they're sixth right now, well, 37% chance to keep their pick. They move all the way down to ninth, where the, the Pelicans are, 20% chance. Almost half. It's hmm. rough. Yeah. What, can you go through Dallas's remaining uh, schedule? Yes. Uh, spoiler alert, we do have Memphis twice. Those two games will be incredible. Okay, Dallas's remaining schedule at Miami, at OKC, home versus the 76ers, home for the Timberwolves, 
Home and away with the Grizzlies. So there's two games right there that you just mentioned. Home for Phoenix and then at San Antonio for the final game of the season. And San Antonio's probably going to need that game. Yeah, so it means real close down to the down to the wire. Or they could tank it because they and of a matchup. And that that last game is going to be crazy. I thought Brad Townsend put it in a little perspective today in a piece. Um, there, right now, it's insane the hype around that game in San Antonio, as far as it being Dirk's potentially Dirk's last game and the amount of employees that are going down. I know in Brad's piece, he details how much the Spurs have been working with the Mavericks organization and getting them tickets. I think they have a total party going down of around like 150 people. Uh, They have charter buses that are uh, taking um, employees uh, from the organization uh, down with them to San Antonio for that game. It's, yeah. It's crazy. I, I mentioned the other day on the podcast, I got a, a media email about the other day uh, as far as they're just trying to figure out how much media is going to be going down from Dallas. And it's it was a unique type of email. It, those emails never go out. I've just seen um, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of cars <laughs> driving down uh, or flying, I guess, from Dallas to San Antonio over those uh, two days right there. So it's that last game could go, it, it could be crazy. You know, you never know what San Antonio is going to be wanting to do potentially Dirk's last game and all that. But what's going to decide everything is that three, those three games before that, the two Memphis sure. and the Phoenix game. I mean, do you think Tim Duncan and his friends would show up? Yeah. You need to Does search really Tim Duncan dreads? on Twitter right now. Oh, I He's am got, like, Miles so Turner here for year. this. Oh, my gosh. Please. He should have had these during the regular season when he played. Yeah, those, those final games for, for the Mavericks will be massive, especially against Memphis. They're, they're neck and neck. I mean, Memphis is 30 and 44, and the Mavericks are 29 and 45. They're just right there. Memphis is Memphis has a pick that's, that goes to the Celtics, and it's top eight protected. <laughs> Reacted Tim Duncan's hair. <laughs> that's awesome oh my gosh i wish he had that so that's where the tank standings are let's uh take a break when we come back let's talk about this game against the sacramento kings all right isaac so the mavericks lose to the sacramento kings luca gets his seventh triple double of the season he is now tied with magic johnson for third all-time rookies in triple doubles that's pretty crazy um yeah, I mean it was a crazy feat, but I mean he didn't hit a game winner, you know, well, so it doesn't really matter, so. I guess. Oh, he had twenty eight oh. points, twelve boards, twelve assists, and thirty six minutes. He got the triple double with what, like, like seven minutes left in the game. <laughs> yeah, if they left him in the third, he could. He was one assist away. But here's he the thing that the I do third. want. To, okay, so let's go through the rest of this game. We'll go back to the Luca thing. Maxi Kleba, seventeen points in this game. He was uh, just on fire. He's four of eight from three. Uh, just anything that you threw him in the corners, he was going to hit. And that just you just need one of Maxi, Dorian, and, and Justin Jackson to be hitting threes, I feel like, at this point. Yeah, I mean, at this point, just anybody. Can anybody hit a three? You, you, you. Can somebody hit one? And But next season, if, if they get when they get Porzingis, they have Luka. Let's say they keep all three of those guys. You just need one of those guys to be hitting threes. Yeah, and whoever else they sign or trade for. 
Right. They if you can get one of those, that's, I mean, you're in real good condition. Yeah, I mean, Maxi, man, I thought Maxi played really, really good tonight. He had this one play, and it was my favorite play of the whole game for him. And I tweeted out, but he went in for an offensive rebound and just, like, jumped over Willie Cauley-Stein, ripped it out of his hands. Oh, Willie. And Willie fell to, hey, Willie Stein, according to. Oh, Willie Stein. According to, uh, said, <laughs> is uh, Willie Stein. But anyway, he ripped it away from uh, Willie Stein. And he fell to the ground. Then Maxi went to the corner. They passed it back to Maxi real quick. And he drained the three. I'm like, that's just like, that's just him all in one play right there. <laughs> yeah, I thought he, I play, I thought he played awesome tonight. And broke off. Continue to get, get, some, get minutes. <laughs> broke off. Broke off. Not just a spot up shooter either. Guy can drive and dish. And I mean, he's he's got a little drive and kick game to him too. Do you remember back earlier in this before the season started? We wondered if he would challenged dorian for that spot off the bench yes yeah because he could shoot threes and then at the beginning of the season we looked stupid and yes we did we're like oh okay dorian actually took stupid and like happy that we look stupid because we this was the jump we wanted finney smith to take and uh now i know we're losing and stuff right now but it's funny that he's locking more minutes than dorian right now i mean they're, they're secretly tanking dorian finney smith's stock shh <laughs> Dwight Powell also 21 points, 13 boards, three assists, four blocks. He continues to just be Mr. January, February, March, April. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we've talked about how much he has proved his value to where he is when he if he picks up his option, like you can't be upset about it. If he picks up his option, okay. That what he yeah, does, fine. what he does off the bench, uh and I don't think he'll, you know, he, like what he does off the bench is great as this rim rolling guy and play, even playing with Brunson off the bench next year, if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think where I would get in a little worried is if he opted out and they looked to sign him for, you know, more money or something like that. That would kind of worry me some. But for the past three years, I haven't been happy with uh, the production that came with the price. <laughs> if you're tag. a day one listener. You understand Isaac's relationship with Dwight Powell. Yes, you do know that. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's playing great right now. You can't take that away from him until it comes back to October next season. And then it'll all, all go away. Very true. Very true. <laughs> his, his, his chemistry with Luca has been really good too. Luca. Oh, yeah. It's, they finally figured out this thing where, where he puts the ball. It feels like he's now putting the ball right where Dwight wants it, and they're they're getting that chemistry. Okay, now, we'll, well, I will say this. I can't help to watch them, and I'm like, man, they really have chemistry. This is really fun. and But just but imagine somebody else. <laughs> Catch it. No, no, just like a rim rolling. Uh, okay, I know people connect this guy to the Mavs lot, and he killed him tonight, but like uh, a Willie Cauley-Stein type to where like, oh, my gosh, like, can you imagine if Willie was catching lobs from, you know, from Luca a five years ago, DeAndre Jordan, you know, somebody like that, that is just a monster that, that could, you know, play alongside Porzingis, stuff like that. I wish Willie Collistein, you know, gave the effort that he should give all the time, but man, he had some, he had some dunks and stuff tonight. Like, whoa, like you are uh you're kind of impressive at some point. That's his thing. He he has these moments and flashes where he's just really impressive. But for all those moments, he drives Kings fans so crazy because yes. he doesn't rebound. He, he he logged what was it? Twenty minutes the other night. Didn't have a single rebound. Like, That's bro, insane. You're seven, you're seven feet tall. What are you doing? You're not like Brooke Lopez. Where you yeah, you can't <laughs> hit three. Standing out bro. on three point line. 
It's just, ugh, I, I would not, I do not want Willie Colley Stein. I would rather just keep Dwight Powell and start Dwight Powell if that was my options. Yeah, I think so too. At this point. Sure. Uh, other notes in the game. Dirk didn't play the second half. No, kinda... no, because he just uh, he just embarrassed Marvin Bagley in the first half. So he's like, I, I don't <laughs> want to do that to to the kid again in the second. Yeah, Bro, you you are double like he is double Marvin Bagley's age, and he he got the ball in the post, turned around, looked at Bagley, and he's like, I'm gonna shoot straight over you, kid, and he did yeah. it. Come on, Bagley. Like I know it's Dirk, and he is one of the greatest players of all time. But you can't, you can't be having that if you're supposed to be. I mean, that's Dave Yeager's rookie of the year right there. So, <laughs> come on. Dave Yeager also compared him to Kevin Durant earlier this season. So, yeah, Durant and Westbrook right there, Fox and Bagley, right there. The Mavericks also they go. Uh, what is it? Fifteen of forty-five from three. Anytime they do that, they are not going to win games. No. <laughs> who'd, you rather, worth... who'd you rather have next year Trey Burke or Yogi Ferrell give me Yogi back I, I want like... some Yogs give me Yogi back I do like Yogi I love Yogi uh, I can't I mean I just can't praise Jalen Brunson enough I know he had you know he had 15 points tonight and three assists but he just had some he it's it seems like every other game I see something I'm like man I just didn't think you'd be able to do that year one he had this crazy dribble move on Yogi and it was so quick, so fast, step back, three, nothing but net. And, like, that's the – yeah. He he impresses me more every time I watch him play. And it just made me start thinking of, is this the most positive a fan base has been for a 25-win team in a long time? Like, can you have mm. can you have this much stuff go right in a losing season? As far as Luca's Rookie of the Year campaign, trading for Porzingis, Jalen Brunson is above and beyond what you expected as a second-round draft pick. You you created max cap space at the trade deadline uh, to you know bring into the summer. You created a trade exception that gives you this crazy flexibility. Like there's this insane amount of stuff that happened, and it's. I'm it's, I'm gonna say that there's been one fan base that has been this excited or this happy while their team was this bad or worse. I'm not saying that it was a rational excitedness, but the Philadelphia 76ers fans were pretty excited when their team was tanking for <laughs> five years in a row. <laughs> I mean, the guys that writes the Ricky Sanchez podcast, like launched a dynasty in the midst of, of their tank, a uh, media sure. dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I think they were pretty happy. <laughs> with That's their pretty sure. Efforts. There's just been a lot to go right this year for the Mavericks in such a losing type year. It's just it's it's kind of a weird spot for fans to be in, but it is. Yeah. It is. The but what they're looking forward to is, you know, this summer and everything that could happen this summer and even if nothing happens this summer, it's you, you still have positiveness. You still have a positivity going into next season. Oh, absolutely. And and Luca's game tonight. I mean, we can't like look past that. I mean, 28 points, 12 rebounds, 12 assists. Free throws, 10 for 11. This this is what I wanted to talk about with, with Luca. Okay, so he's getting better from two. He, this, at the beginning of the season till the second half of the season, I've been looking up. I'm thinking about doing a video about rookie walls. Has anybody hit a rookie wall? Because it seemed like Trey hit the opposite of a wall. Trey, like, hit an afterburner where he just <laughs> Trey smacked terrible. that wall in Summer League, bro. 
When he and went, then he, was, yeah. Well, well, he was on Dan Patrick's show this week, and he was like, "I think I hit my rookie wall at the beginning of the season." I'm like, "Yeah, you really did. You shoot twenty percent from did. three, and then all of a sudden, boom, just bust into this." I mean, if he did this for the whole year, he's beaten beaten Luca for rookie of the year, but he didn't. So, yeah, I mean, if um, he did what he did the past like four weeks, but I don't stop. Okay. <laughs> And then, um, but Luca's gotten he's gotten better from two as the season goes on. He's gotten way worse from three. I mean, he was shooting thirty seven percent at the beginning of the season. Now he's down to what thirty two, thirty three percent. And he went over nine tonight. So that and over nine yeah. tonight. So, what, do you think this is just legs? Like, what he's taking tougher shots. He's he's taking a lot tougher shots. I feel like. But what, what's weird though? It's not like they're like bricks. It's not like they're just like dumb. Like, how many threes tonight? I felt like it just went in and out. It seems like sometimes when people start shooting bad from three, they're just all coming up short. And you're like, oh, he's just getting a little tired. It's a legs thing. But He does take and make tough threes, though. I mean, he does, yes. the beginning yes. of the season. And that's that's one thing that really enthralled us about Luka's game was that he, he takes these really tough shots, even in in the mid-range, in the in the paint. And then outside from three, he takes, he takes second most step backs in the NBA. <laughs> And he and once again, this is what comes with somebody like Luca, is the fact that he doesn't care about that stuff. You saw at the very end of the game, they were down by four. He's running in, trying to you know lean in and shoot this one-handed three that counts towards his stats, but it obviously it barely had a chance of going in. Even if it did go in, it, they wouldn't have you know won the game, and that counted towards his stat. If it's the end of a shot clock or the end of a quarter, he wants the ball in his hands. No matter if it's a bad shot or not, he wants to go for that shot. And when it goes in, we're all like, holy crap, that's an insane shot. But then if it doesn't, then that goes against his stats. But I'm uh, I'm more happy that he wants the shot and he, he doesn't care to do those type of, you know, just take the shots. He doesn't care about the shooting stats like that. So, yeah. Yeah, you'd rather you'd rather have that, but it is just a weird thing, a weird correlation. He's getting worse from three. It could be just tired legs. Could be long season. I think it could be. I, I think. I think a lot of people's ready for this season to be over, and, <laughs> <laughs> including Chris Porzingis. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Let's uh let's take another break, and then when we come back, let's do let's do a couple news things, and then we'll do a tank simulation. But before we do that, Isaac. Today's podcast is brought to you by Wise. Wise is the indoor camera that does it all. Wise is packed with premium features that allows you to see everything anywhere for only 20 bucks. That's right. An indoor camera for 20 bucks. You can put it as a security. You can put it as a you know, baby monitor. You can do any, any of that kind of stuff. 1080p, full HD, images so clear that you won't miss a thing. It also has night vision, two-way audio so you can hear uh, what's coming through and talk back. Wise's mission is to bring amazing home smart products accessible to everyone. Check on your home anytime with Wise's live app service. They stream it live right to your app. They have an app, and you just pull it up right on your phone. You can look at it. Live stream with eight times digital zoom, and it has free rolling 14-day cloud storage. So if something happens, you have an incident in your house, or you just want to go back and see something funny that happened, you can just go back 14, 14 days. Uh, or you can just watch your last 14 days back. I don't know how much time you got on your hands or, or how bored you are, but you can uh, you can do that. So you can get one of these Wise cameras on wise.com and use the uh, the promo LOCKED. So it's wise.com slash LOCKED. You can get it for $20. Super awesome. Uh, wise is spelled W-Y-Z-E, wise.com slash LOCKED. 
All right, Isaac. Let's uh, let's let's talk about a little some a little newsy stuff. So Chris Humphreys did a uh, it, he wrote an article in the Players Tribune, and he had this little anecdote about Dirk. Did you see this today? I just saw people tweeting about it, but I didn't care about Chris Humphreys that much. Okay, well then you'll you'll care about this because this is hilarious. Okay. From Chris Humphreys. Chris Humphreys, by the way, former Maverick, and uh, also former uh, husband to a Kardashian. <laughs> The same one there, as Lamar, the same one as James Harden, the same one as Tristan Thompson. No, no, no. no. Different one. Oh, different. Oh, okay. I get them all mixed up. Sorry. He was married to Kim, I think. Oh. Oh, really? Kanye's? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Yep. So, uh, it's a very small elite club, former Maverick and former Kardashian spouse slash partner. Very elite group. I think there's only two, Lamar Odom and Chris, and Chris Humphreys. Anyway. Chris Humphrey says, Luke and Nick, talk, keep going. Talking. <laughs> Please, no. Luke and uh, Kendall? He, no, we, we can't talk about players. In golf. <laughs> I can't talk about players' relationships. I get in trouble. Yes, you cannot oh talk about gosh. that anymore. Okay, a year from now, I will tell the listeners of this podcast a story. One year from now, mark it in your calendars. Nick has an <laughs> epic story. Of- Someone will tweet me a year from now. Yes, so mark that on your calendars. It's I have a story to wait that, till the the uh, till it is passed. It's a story okay. that people would run with on Twitter. Chris, Chris, Chris Humphrey. Chris Humphrey says about Dirk. He was my idol, but he was so cool that I got comfortable enough to start joking around with him in practice. Then one day we were laughing about something, and Rick Carlisle turns to me out of nowhere and goes, "Hey, Humphreys, don't do that." I said, "Do what, Coach?" He said, "You don't joke around with Dirk." I said, but we're just we're just having fun, coach. And he said, no, Dirk has fun. You don't have fun. You need to focus. Dirk, he doesn't even need to practice. He's effing Dirk. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. That's so great. <laughs> you don't have fun. Dirk has fun. Oh, man. I can picture him saying that right now, too. That's so great. I love that. Anyway, that, I just thought that was hilarious. I wanted to share it with everybody. Also, another news story. The Lakers apparently have interest in Rick Carlisle. Per Mark Stein. Per Mark Stein. I mean, that's, that's a, we've gone over and over. This is like one of our things is that you only trust Mark Stein, Tim McMahon, Brad Townsend. Yes. Whoa, obviously, about Maverick stuff. And this is a Mavericks thing. The Lakers have a coach. I don't understand. I don't know if you will. I mean, I don't understand why they'd be interested in Rick Carlisle. I mean, if if Jason Kidd, if that's his job, I mean. If Jason Kidd and Mark Jackson are right there for it, Ty Lue's ready. Bro, I would never let you hear the end of it if Jason Kidd is hired. If Jason Kidd is the next Lakers coach, I will not watch a single game next year. You lie. You sit on a throne of lies. (laughs) All right, let's do a quick tank simulation. I'm ready. You ready? Okay. Maybe. This is how we do it. Same thing we did yesterday. We run a tank simulation on Tankathon. It's a lottery simulation, not a tank simulation. <laughs> and uh, if the Mavericks get a pick, we will run through the top five and figure out what the Mavericks should do with it. Run, oh, run bum, one. Bum, okay, bum, the Mavericks bum. didn't get a pick. They moved down to eighth, and Atlanta was at seventh. Is that the worst case scenario besides Atlanta not getting a pick? Atlanta would seventh, get seventh and eighth. <laughs> seven and eight. Well, somebody, I don't know. They could probably package both those and move up to two or three or something. Maybe. All right, reset it. I'm going to do it again. Uh oh, the Mavericks moved down to eight again. 
Alright, we're running with this one. Okay. Alright, here we go. Mavericks did not get a pick. Ooh. Three times in a row. They moved down to eight again. Okay. Atlanta goes one, so Atlanta gets one and eight. Yeah, I saw somebody post an article today where it's like Adam Silver should want Zion to go to Atlanta. And I wouldn't mind it. My whole thing is if if the Mavericks don't get the top pick in Zion, I just want him to go east. That's all I care about. Yeah, I agree with that. You should so, want him to go to Atlanta probably be one of the reasons is probably because NBA TV is there and Atlanta hasn't been relevant in a long time. Yeah, that would be super fun. Um I mean, even when they won 60 games, it didn't feel like they were relevant. They had four All-Stars and it didn't feel like they were relevant. It would be super annoying, though, because he would instantly become the best player on Atlanta's team. And then they could like be like decently good in the, over the next like three years at some point. And then everybody would be like, oh, which Dallas will be too, but in the East, oh my gosh, Trey Young. I'm like, shut up. Zion's your best player. So You're already getting pretty mad about it. I am, but I would. It would be fun to watch. Okay, Atlanta number one. They take Zion, so they get they get Zion Collins, Trey Young, Herder. Yeah, it'd be super fun. Do they do they start Collins and and Zion as their three four? Nah, roll at four five. A, they have to get a five, right? Do you hear that siren? <laughs> yes, I do very very clearly. That's the rookie of the year police going after the Trey Young stands. Um, okay, Washington falls in at number two. Who does Washington go with here? It's like right outside my house. Um, at number Probably, two, yeah, at number two, bro. Do they you go, go RJ Barrett. No, nah, bro, the you, next Otto Porter. You go with John Morant and just say screw it with John Wall. Oh man, yeah, John Wall's not playing all of next year. All next year. So you literally take John Morant, let him play with Bill. And just have fun with it. And then, I don't know, you just try to figure out John Wall and say, hope you don't get fat. Hope you develop an outside shot. That's the only yeah, thing. He's, he's definitely not going to get fat sitting there watching John Morant highlights with Brad Beal <laughs> for a year. So they go with John Morant. New York Knicks at number three. They go R.J. Barrett, right? Yeah, probably. Oh, I guess They so. don't have John. They don't have Zion. That's worst case scenario so. for them. I okay. The only way I could see them not taking RJ is if they know one hundred percent they're getting Kyrie and KD. Because at that point, you wouldn't want RJ. You would probably go the route of you would want somebody to play right now. So I could see them taking if they're okay. Let's just say this: if they're at three with the draft being before free agency, obviously, if they're at three and RJ Barrett's on the board and they pass on him for like Culver or DeAndre Hunter or something like that, they then, might know something. Then it's for sure in the bag, which we all we already think it's in the bag, or at least I do. But that would be the only way. But that would be fascinating if they make a pick and all of a sudden everyone's just gonna be speculating. Yeah, it's like RJ's on the board, and they're like, DeAndre Hunter or Jarrett Colbert. Like, whoa. Memphis is at number four. So let's say RJ went to New York. Memphis is stuck with Culver, maybe? Oh, yikes. Man. Cam Reddish? <laughs> Poor Memphis, man. Uh, this, three, this three and four spots are just rough. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I kind of lean towards Jarrett Culver at that spot for him. Um, they just like don't, at least he can create a shot. Yeah, that's really right now. That's the thing they just don't have. Yeah, <laughs> if you're Memphis, you're really, really wanting 
RJ or Ja Morant. RJ, Ja, or Zion. Those, that's, yeah. your, that's your Because your out, outside dreams. of that, you're looking at like big role players. And that's where it gets a little worrisome. And then Phoenix at number five. What about what about Brandon Clark for Phoenix at five? Um, I wouldn't mind him next to DeAndre Ayton, but I was also I did get some tweets today saying I was crazy for for my uh, Hunter Culver Clark over RJ for Dallas, but don't care. Um, <laughs> it's a take. <laughs> it's a take. Phoenix at five would be tough because they they need a point guard so dang bad, and I think they're just banking on trying. I mean, Darius Garland's a really good player. He he was kind of hurt, and with Vandy not making the tournament, people have kind of forgot about him some. But I mean, he he's a six three point guard. I could see him rolling with that if they really sold themselves on it. I'm gonna throw out a sneaky player, and it, it might sound biased. But I listened to the full forty-eight today, and they Ooh, yeah, yeah. and Howard Beck had his two guys on there that were the draft experts. It's mm-hmm. it's Jonathan Wasserman and somebody else. I forgot who Did it was. They say Kobe White. This dude had Kobe White at five on his Ooh. on his big board. Now listen, on his big board, so not even a mock draft, not even a mock draft on his big board. Now listen, I love Kobe White. Okay, I've watched him all season long. He started off really slow. And just adjusting, but man, he has turned on the burners now, and he has been playing amazing. And people are all about his draft stock going up right now. Five's a little high for me, but it would not surprise me, especially if they made a little bit of run in the tournament still, and then he got into some workouts and stuff. He's a bigger guy. They compared him to Jamal Murray on that podcast, and I th- I didn't think that was a bad comparison. Interesting. But anyway, if Phoenix is at four, I think they really try to trade it and just try to get a point guard or something. They just, that's just what they need so bad. Definitely. Because Kelly Oubre has worked out really well for him, and I think that they should try to re-sign that. Like, I thought before he got hurt, like, yeah, either go with a four like a DeAndre Hunter or a Brandon Clark or something to pair with Aiton, or you try to trade for a point guard if you're Phoenix. The only good thing about the Mavericks not getting a pick, and we, we might as well do this in the simulation since they didn't get one three times in a row, is that they get off of the you know they get off of the obligation to give a pick to Atlanta. You get off of that obligation, you you get it over with. Next season, you'll absolutely have a pick unless you you know get it and trade it, but they will have a pick the season after that, and then some of these these trades start going through because if they if they keep their pick this year, obviously we, we think it's the best case scenario if they keep it. They're able to, to trade it, get something right now. They're able to get a guy that they can, you know, develop. But they also it pushes everything back because then next season, the the pick would go to Atlanta. Then you have to move back the two Knicks, you know, first round draft picks back because of the Stepien rule and all this. Kind I of don't stuff, care about so. the moving back crap because you got freaking Luca and Porzingis at twenty and twenty three. Agree, so. but I'm just saying that it was, it's one good thing about not, you know, yeah, yeah. If not they a pick. if they don't get the pick, that's that will be the thing that we that we really sell it on. But yeah. we're also, we've got some tweets about the second round pick and yeah. because Dallas obviously does have their second round pick, we will do a pod all about second round prospects and stuff to look yeah. at. There's, there's a handful of names I really like at that spot, but last year I think we did three, we did three full podcasts just in the second round picks. Yeah. Like guards. We could look at in the second round wings, all that stuff. So 
we'll we'll have plenty of uh, draft coverage stuff Absolutely. over the next month. Speaking of which, we will be back. We'll be back tomorrow, and we're gonna do a the Western Conference trades. We did this last week, and I, we just we didn't do the the second half of it. We did Eastern Conference potential trades if the Mavericks keep their pick. We're gonna do it for the Western Conference. We'll do that tomorrow. So come back. Lockdown Mavs will be here. We're here five days a week, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Boom.